Hi, and welcome back to Foreign Office. I'm Michael Weiss, Director of Special Investigations at the Free Russia Foundation. I am joined today by uh, two people I've never met before, um, but have become an enormous fan of both and have actually joined the ranks of their new online organization, NAFO, the North Atlantic Fellas Organization. This has become an explosive, I don't know what you would even call it, a, a viral phenomenon, a meme Really, it's, it's kind of an anti-Russian troll army whose ranks now number in possibly the thousands. Matthew Moores, who you will know from Twitter as I am the Warax, and uh, Camille Dushevsky, who goes by Kama. Uh, basically what these guys did, and, and I, I'm, I'm almost flying blind as to the real provenance of this, which is why I wanted to talk to both of them. But months ago, after Russia's uh, invasion of Ukraine, they created a, an avatar of dog memes um, that are kind of, uh, I, I guess, militarized in, in various and sundry manners. And also, I, I suppose, given their own nationality, depending on where in the world people are from. And these memes have now <laughs> effectively shut down one Russian diplomat, or at least temporarily shut down a Russian diplomat's account. Uh, after he made the really unfortunate mistake of engaging with them. Um, it's kind of, it's reminiscent of what the Lithuanians had done several years ago. They created an army of, of elves to counter troll, in effect, uh, Russian trolls on Facebook and Twitter. And this was after the 2014 Russian invasion of Ukraine. So Matthew, uh, Camille, it's, it's great to have you both on. And uh, honestly, like, this is probably the weirdest episode of my show I've ever done, because I'm sure some people, although I'm probably not at this point, I think everyone knows what NAFO and the fellas, as they're known, is. We've got the former president of Estonia, Tomas uh, Henrik Ilvis, is now a fella. General Mark Hurtling is a fella. Mick Ryan, who's a major general in the Australian Army, is a fella. This thing is spread to to people who, you know, are, I mean, essentially either active or former military officials, high-ranking cable news pundits. I'm a fella. My wife is a fella, and my seven-year-old daughter is a, a fella. Can you explain, like, what prompted this, where this came from? And, I mean, I know dog is a kind of internet thing, but I'm, I'm, I only play very online on Twitter. I'm not actually very online. So you have to kind of walk me through this. Like, wh- what was the the sort of the motivation to to create these avatars and who which one of you was originally responsible like whose whose idea was this and Matthew I it to you so, so yeah I didn't I didn't create it so I noticed what uh, Camel was doing and I thought it was very funny uh, so that's how I got involved with it um, but you know the origin of it I'd, I'd have to turn it over to Camille to, to ask uh, you know how he came up with it uh, if you want that kind of backstory because I don't know. Camille, how did you come up with that? I should say that you're based near London, about, what, 60 miles out yeah. outside the city. So Give or take, yeah. Give or take. And, I mean, you know, I've DM'd with you slightly on this, and you seem to be devoting 20, like, five hours a day to creating fellows and, and kind of preaching the gospel here. What was the, where did this come from? Well, my actual avatar, I've been using it for years. Uh-huh. I mean, it's really old. Like, the original dog is, like, what, 2018, maybe even? older than that yeah and like i was sitting on twitter one day and i was like you know what i'm gonna make myself a chunky dog in polish camo and a beret right so i made it and then as i was getting progressively more bored i was starting making up those stories with the fat dog in the truck suit uh-huh um, and at one point somebody came up to me i was like i've seen the polish dog seen the ukrainian dog could you make a czech dog like so i make made that one and then more people started coming in and one day, Zambo Nick on Twitter like turned up and he said, I'll give you 20 bucks if you make me a dog, right? So I was like, you know what? 20 bucks for a charitable cause? I'll do it. And I was like, I wasn't sure about the first because he said charitable cause, right? But I was thinking. 
And the Georgian Legion, we should say, this is a, a collection of Georgian volunteers, part of the International Legion. I mean, not, not just Georgian. Yeah. Not just Georgian, yeah. Yeah. And, and so the idea was to raise money for the Legion and, and buy them, you know, plates for their, uh, yeah. their tactical vests and, and stuff like that. And how much money has this campaign raised already? I, last I saw it was like in the $60,000 range or even higher. It's 72.7K as of wow. an hour ago. Wow. I literally cannot catch up with the donations that are coming in. I'm always like five, six behind. And I mean, it's a nonstop stream. It's and and there's a there's a, a forge or a foundry of the manufacturing of and you do like bespoke avatars. You request a fella, and you you sort of say, I want the, this fella to be Canadian and wearing a tweed jacket and a, a an Andy Cap hat or whatever. Like you know, it's estimated you have thousands of people who have signed up for this, and it's all just shit posting on Twitter, right? And shutting down yeah. like pro Russian trolls and commentators and there seemed to be you know a force multiplier effect too like can you get into the ulyanov uh, who's a russian ambassador what the story that has now become kind of viral and has now led to the manufacture of the saint javelin sticker to to essentially co-opt the fellas in his merchandising campaign i already bought a shirt with the fellas on it i bought another shirt with the slogan you pronounce this nonsense not me which was tweeted by Ulyanov in response to, I don't even know what, how, where, where this came from, but this, this has now become a catchphrase or a slogan being used by security analysts and pundits. What, you know, give me the, the sort of the TikTok of what happened with uh, Ambassador Ulyanov. Well, we'd need uh, Lefpas Dayang for that one, because he was the one who started it. But basically one day I saw my mentions going from the usual average 40, 50 per minute to about 100 and I clicked on it and I've noticed that he managed to bait him into responding right and give or take 15 minutes you had about 100 dogs replying with the same reply you pronounce this nonsense not me and then you saw that everywhere else where you could every single tanky every single fatnik appreciator every single uh, Russian channel it was everywhere it just spread like wildfire you couldn't stop it and Matt, I mean, I've known you online on Twitter for years. I mean, you're former military. You've been a commentator on the war even before the February 24th invasion. I mean, going back to 2014, uh, you're you're a, a, a tank specialist, right? You a tank commander. Tank commander. Yeah. So I mean, you've got this military background. You support Ukraine. You're you're well aware of what the Russians are up to, and you kind of amplified Kamal's kind of brainchild here and you're sort of deputy commander of the fellas as far as i can tell i don't know and, about that well i mean but one of the one of the things that's that struck me and, and a lot of other observers about this is that you guys have managed to do with just kind of dripping contemptuous humor that which a host of ngo civil society groups have been at pains to try and figure out how to do for a long, long time, which is combat disinformation and especially combat, you know, sort of Russian, pro-Russian disinformation and shitposting, but do it in a way that's that's not earnest. It's not kind of uh, self-flagellating or, or, you know, ineffective. I mean, you, you basically drown these guys out with pure and unadulterated mockery. And it's I, I've been messaged by people saying, like, who are these guys? Where did they come from? And it's just, it's a, it's a totally organic thing, right? I mean, people have just signed on and yes. donated money to get these images of themselves as dogs. Made. Yeah, you know, I, I don't know. Uh, 
I think that it works because it is organic, because there's no uh, control over it. And it, I think it works because it's like an inversion of what the Russians did for years. You know, they've just flooded the info space with bullshit. And the difficulty in combating that is, you know, as a government, as an NGO, you have uh, this feeling like you're going to need to get in there and, and take these narratives apart right. and argue about like, what is the truth? It's a fucking waste of time. I don't know if I can curse on your show, but I just did. You, you have uh, it's a waste of time. And that's yeah. what they want. So uh, instead, if you come in, if you come in and you're just posting, you know, shit posting at it, and whatever, there's nothing they can say. You know, they they can't say anything back. And then anytime somebody in the government, like like <laughs> like Lily enough, tries to come in and have a serious conversation with cartoon dogs, you're losing. <laughs> you know, like they, right. it just doesn't matter what he says. As, as long as he's replying, he's losing. You're an idiot. Yeah. So you know that's why it worked. If NATO, you know, wanted to hire me, that'd be fine. I could go work for NATO and keep doing this with. Uh, well, I my, mean, the, the rumor the rumor is that NAFO is actually quite popular within NATO. I mean, again, people okay. are, are messaging me saying, this is amazing. Where did it come from? Thinking that it's some kind of government orchestrated conspiracy, but it's not. It's just like random people signing up for it. Kamal, can you, what, what is your background? I mean, were you also in the armed services or, I mean, were you just a guy who was, sort of, you know, concerned about Ukraine? Well, I'm supposed to be a criminologist, right? But life didn't quite work out. Mm -hmm. So I just stumbled my way through life now into this. Okay. And what fuels it for me is the absolute hate and vitriol I have towards, you know, the Russians, with not with capital R, just to make it clear, right? It's always lowercase with Russia. Mm -hmm. And I just found a way how we could expedite the process of getting them removed, right? Because like people keep saying, oh, if we change the rule in Russia, if we get somebody like Navalny in, it's all going to change. It's not going to change. We went over this phew, how many times? Georgia, Chechnya, Armenia. I mean, it just continues on and on. Mm. They either get defeated now massively to a point where they just have to surrender or it will continue. Because like other countries aren't safe. They will go for Moldova. They will go back to Armenia, another big jump. It will just continue. Yeah. Uh, you, I mean, the, the information space is obviously one of the frontiers of, of this war. I mean, the Russians, it seems, and some of them have even acknowledged, um, they really lost the narrative. And we could argue that whether that's because the U.S. did a really good job of leaking intelligence, that the war was inevitable or was very likely and, and also countermanded or undercut a lot of the false flag bullshit uh, pretext the Russians were about to use. But I mean, again, coming back to this sort of force multiplier effect of having just random people on the internet subscribe and, and the avatar itself, it contains a whole kind of host of opinion and allegiance, right? So it's, it's kind of intimidating if you're a pro-Russian, yeah. you know, kind of Twitter user or blogger or whatever, you don't want to start picking a fight with the fellas because you know your, your mentions are going to be flooded with hundreds, if not thousands of people just like making fun of you. So in a way, I mean, you're kind of doing back to Moscow what Moscow has famously done to the West, right? I mean, it's it's not the St. Petersburg troll farm, but, you know, it's it's this kind of spontaneous civic action that has now kind of ignited this international following. I mean, I've seen people in Finland, I've seen people in Germany, the Baltic states. Um, I mean, all over the world, there are people signing up to NAFO. I think people find the fellow a sort of a vessel to voice their opinions. Mm -hmm. Like I don't want to give the exact example, but there was this lady that was following me for a long, long while. I think she's in her 50s, maybe even older than that. Yeah. And she was very mute, very meek about all of this. And one day she just donated to get a dog, right? As soon as she got a fella, she just went ham. 20 posts a minute, 
on every single possible Russian channel. She just went in, like, no questions asked. And it's not just her, it's like dozens of people like that. Yeah. But it's it's like the it's old Oscar like, Wilde, yeah. you know, witticism, give a man a mask and he'll tell you the truth. I mean, give a person a fella and they'll, they'll discover their inner shit poster. And yeah, I mean, I've seen the frequency with which, you know, I, I've made a point just to follow everyone that I see following me, just to kind of... You feel like you've you've got like a phalanx online, which is necessary in this day and age, right? I mean, you know, um, I don't know. It, it's just it's kind of amazing. And can you tell me a bit about how you guys or you guys? And I know that this is like a very kind of scattershot, atomized thing, but you fellas, you fellas, how did you align with the uh, the Saint Javelin team? Because now they're manufacturing fellas, basically T-shirts, stickers. Yeah. Boris is somebody uh, who, like, not that I knew, uh, but yeah. who I was friendly with uh, for years, you know, tweeting at each other, liking each other's posts, reposting. And when this started to pick up, I reached out to him in DMs and kind of got a feeler for, hey, would you like to collaborate and do some fella stuff? And, you know, he did. And I think that Camille now is working very closely with them. Uh, so it's not, I think you, you said, like, uh, co-opting later or earlier. Partnership. Yeah, definitely a concerted effort uh, to try to get what we were doing in front of more people so that we could increase donations going towards uh, this fight against, you know, the the Russians. Yeah. And I mean, is, it, is there a, an effort underway or is there plans to um, expand the kind of charitable aspect of it? I mean, you raised $70,000 for the Georgian Legion. That's that's nothing to sneeze at. That's quite a bit of money. A lot of money. Um and other charities, um, humanitarian relief organizations, and et cetera, that you're thinking of directing the funds to? Or is it still, I mean, it's clear, like, this is a military kind of operation, right? You're giving money to help Ukrainian or pro-Ukrainian defenders in the battlefield. So it's not just, you know. I think that there's a lot of people who are doing the, the charitable work. There's no shortage yeah. of, uh, you know, uh, humanitarian relief. So, you know, one of the things that was attractive about this to me was that it's money going directly to people. Uh, to soldiers, you know, to right. people who are actually fighting. And Matt, I mean, you you served, correct me if I'm wrong, in, in Afghanistan or Iraq or both? Correct. I mean, yeah. That was in Afghanistan. You're in Afghanistan. Yeah. And uh, have you noticed, I mean, obviously it's it, it can be sort of difficult to tell who's signing up for this thing, but have you noticed that a lot of veterans, particularly American veterans, are kind of becoming fellow Yeah, you know, of course. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, I know that there are a lot of people who are in the military, um, but I think that you know, I, what is attractive to me about it is that it is so broad. You know, the appeal of this is not just people that like in the IC or people who are former military or people who uh, even follow conflict, particularly. What I really like about it, like the person that uh, Camille was talking about earlier, you know, this, yeah. um, uh, this woman who really wouldn't have been involved in this sort of thing uh, has now found a voice and a place and a way to feel like they are uh, contributing and they're a part of something and that they're part of a force for good uh, while also shitposting and having fun, right? Right. So uh, that, that's what I really like about it. But yeah, you know, of course, there's a lot of people in the military that is attractive to, to that. And I mean, this dog is, give me the, the sort of the potted history of this dog meme, even before the fellas. I mean, I know it's like a, it's a form of cryptocurrency. Internet culture. Internet culture. It's just like a weird thing that became a, a meme, you know? And now it has military. It's a funny dog. It's a funny dog. Has there been any, you know, one of the things that occurred to me is, you know, there are people who are on the other side of this debate, whether they're water carriers for the Kremlin or they're kind of like anti-Ukraine and there needs to be an avatar for them. <laughs> so I mean, what is the, they tried. what is it? Sorry. I so said they tried. Yeah. There was a, there's an effort to do like Z 
uh, I, I don't know, Russian fellas. I, I think that it was like really super cringe, so it didn't catch on with them very well. Uh, but also that the people who were doing it lacked the competency in Photoshop and their fellas like, look, I don't know, like somebody had got hit on the head before they were trying to do it. Like it, it was um, embarrassing. So that never really took off as far as I could tell. I mean, some of these things, it's, you know, it sounds like, again, this is an audio medium, so I don't have the capability to show the, the visuals, although maybe <laughs> I, I can tweet them out later. But, you know, it actually takes a lot of time and work, and there's a lot of creativity. Matt, you, you were creating, like, music videos for the fellas, some of which I ended up watching, like, on repeat, because they were just so hilarious and kind of transfixing in a weird way, like bouncing dogs, dogs that have been turned into, like, the rockets in, in High Mars, et cetera, et cetera. I mean... It's it actually you've got some artistic talent going into this thing. I mean, it's far surpassed my talent at this point. You know, in the when this was first starting off, like I was making fellows for people. I was, uh, you know, trying to make, you know, whatever media. Uh, but now, you know, there's people involved who have like actual artistic skill. Um, so like, if yeah. you compare what I was doing to what they're doing now, it's, it's I mean, it's incredible. Uh, like how. I don't know, but it's just there are people in here who have like real artistic talent and creative talent to make, you know, like real animated videos uh, that are also really funny. So it's cool. Um, it's cool to be a part of that and to sit back and see how far, uh, you know, what Camille has started uh, has come and just, I mean, what's it been like two months? Yeah. Well, you, you did this, what, like not in the beginning of the war, but a few weeks into the war, right? That's when it started. Nine, 19th of yeah. May. Exactly. And um, was- I mean, yeah, go on. So it's two months and one day. Has anybody, because I know that there's a kind of community on uh, the platform Discord where people can sort of chat and come up with memes and come up with images or make requests to create fellas for people who have donated to the the, the Georgian Legion. Um, Has there been any um, contact from from governments to sort of inquire about like co-opting this movement or, you know, even you guys giving tutorials on how to create this kind of mass, you know, online phenomenon at a more official level, let's say, or do you do not want to? Are you, are you recall, asking about an organization? No, no I can't recall <laughs> any attempts. I can't recall any attempts, but I can tell you right now, if government going on it, it wouldn't work anymore. They'll just right. make it. Say, it has to say popular and organic. It has to be organic. It can't be direct. I mean, you've, see, you've, seen, you've seen the attempts yeah. from any government, right? Are you? $5 million. I'm like wonky cartoon of a bear yeah. of a Halloween basket. Very embarrassing. Just leave it. No, I mean, it, it was absolutely the case in Lithuania. The elves, not only did they succeed of their own accord, but there was a decision taken at the MOD level and at the NATO level, let's not interfere because the minute we get involved, well, A, obviously it looks like a conspiracy and B, <laughs> the, the quality will be so diluted. It has to stay, you know, kind of civic driven. And is it just, is NAFO just confined to Twitter or, because I don't really use Facebook anymore, or excuse me, Meta. Are there other platforms that it's spread to now? Telegram channels for the fellas, that kind of thing? Well, I've seen that a lot on Telegram. Mm-hmm. I've seen a couple examples on Facebook, but it's very much yeah. Twitter-centric. Because the thing about Twitter, you got the instant reply option, right? And unlike Facebook, they can just make your reply irrelevant and disappear, right? Because what Facebook's doing now is that replies from some users or certain mm-hmm. replies, they just get hidden. And even if you try to filter replies, they still don't show up. And on Twitter, all you get is just the show reply if yeah. it's offensive and that's it. Twitter's great because you have global reach. For now. You really do. I mean, you can share something and then I know that people now in Ukraine are interacting with uh, our shit posting, right? So 
I think that uh, for something like this, Twitter is uh, the network that makes sense to use. I know that there, are, you know, is fella stuff going on on other platforms, but I don't follow it besides what's going on with our Discord server. And I've seen like fellas in Ukraine, literal like stickers and and stuff. Yep. Um, that I guess have been bought from the Saint Javelin Company or whatever it's known as. Um, so there's this kind of you know, pride and solidarity in this in this movement. And th- the other thing that occurs to me that at some point you're going to piss off the Russian government. I mean, beyond Ulyanov, right? You're, you're going Good. to get there's going to be an attempt to try and shut down NAFO and the fellas, um, get Twitter to kind of moderate or remove content the way that they, you know, get people banned all the time for shit posting. Has there been any that would be a dream come true? I mean, that would be like the complete certification of your would be the funniest thing would be the funniest thing that could possibly happen would be if the Russian government tried to sanction a cartoon dog. Right. Like if they were crying to Twitter and saying, like, please, the cartoon dogs are being too mean, you know, like, yeah, please, please do that. Well, they they sanctioned Boris, right? They sanctioned the same journalist. Yeah. Yeah. So we are sanctioned by default because I work for St. Javelin. Amazing. Amazing. And, and I mean, beyond Ulyanov, you know, have, have there been any other government officials or, you know, Russian state media broadcasters who have kind of tangled with the fellas and much to their chagrin? Or is he just the uh, the outlier so far? Oh, I, I know there's others. I know that uh, people have been getting into the various embassy Twitter accounts. Uh, you know, I know that they interact a little bit. And I know that, um, oh, what's her name? Uh, RT's propagandist uh simon young uh, yeah i know that she uh, tangled with the fellows a little bit but you know it's fun like i said anytime that anyone like that uh, is engaging that's an instant loss like that's just a big l that they're taking immediately uh so it's funny i mean because that's the other side of it it's not just this woman who you know became a fella and then started like going hammer and talk tongue you, <laughs> you also for people like myself you provide a kind of backup and support so, like, if I'm getting trolled, suddenly there's this counter battery of fellas that yeah, will... Yeah, a thousand stupid cartoon dogs screaming in your totally. mentions. Yeah, it's nice. Totally. So it, it helps us do our work. I mean, that's the thing that I, I find sort of fascinating about this thing is, like, journalists, people in this who, who, as a matter of occupation, have to weigh in on geopolitical issues. You know, it's nice to know that there's kind of an army out there for good, as opposed to just kind of vicious trolls and bots and, and whatnot. And I've not seen anything like this before, at least in the English language. Like I mentioned, the Lithuanian elves, but that's very that that's specific to Lithuania. And this is completely internationalized as well, uh, which is kind of amazing. Are, is there is it are the fellas multilingual at this point? Do you have Spanish speaking, Ukrainian speaking, French speaking fellas who tw- who tweet in their own languages? You do. Wow. Oh yeah, we got this Japanese fella who translates all the fellas into <laughs> Japanese and then posts them further on. That's for the Japanese audience, right? I mean, the, the, and I think he the, does that the, with everything. The, the next one. step, of course, yeah. is to see the fellas manifest inside Russia, right? Like the army, like the army of the twelve monkeys. Well, it has to be like NATO has to start popping up. I mean, we could technically fly a okay, cargo drone, right, with a bunch of bunch of fellow leaflets and just drop them in Belgrade yeah, or could. somewhere, right? It wouldn't be that difficult. I mean, Russians are not very well versed in electronic warfare, so. We could sneak that past. I mean, you know, you could, yeah. I, I guess, like, if Ukraine gets attackums, they could start launching, like, you know, fella confetti fake rockets into Russia. With them. I'd be okay if they just wrote fellas on the side of the missile. 
Yeah. I know somebody did mail a, mail a fella's T-shirt to, to Ulyanov, so uh, maybe he'll wear it. Oh, really? So he, at one point, he, I mean, he was completely silenced in the debate, but yeah. he kind of acknowledged the humorous aspect of it all, right? Like, you know. He did. I think he might secretly want to be a fella. I think that there's a, <laughs> maybe a 10% chance that, that Ulyanov uh, may defect, actually. Yeah, exactly. And I offered him that opportunity. I said, you know, come to any uh, NATO member country's embassy. You will be protected. Uh, you know, so, so I think it would be an important have, victory. Well, you know, I mean, you're gonna have walk-in fellas, and then my concern, of course, are the the dangle fellas, the ones who who become avatars but are secretly working for the Russian side to infiltrate. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, look, I like I said, this is a it was a strange episode because you know usually I have like very serious conversations with experts and and intel and military officials, but this I, this thing has captivated so many people, and myself included that I, you know, wanted to congratulate you and also talk to the founders of the feast as it were. And Kamil, it's, it's good to, to finally speak to you. And what, I mean, you were a kind of a thwarted criminologist, but I mean, am I correct in assuming you come from a country that was either former Warsaw Pact or Soviet state? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, you're Polish. I'm okay. from Poland. Got so it. Yeah. 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 Well, so far on Twitter, I've been Finnish. I've been American. I've been French. Polish, then American again. It Meaning your, your trolls have accused you of different nationalities or people. Just... Uh, no, no, no. There's like a tweet gets viral and I'm suddenly American, right? Or there were, there was two weeks where I had a tweet that just made numbers and I had Finnish people tweeting at me in Finnish because they assumed that I was Finnish, right? And it was driving me insane because like most of them you couldn't translate for some reason. So I just said that translate in separate tweets. So you're right? now an international man of mystery and multiple passports. That's got to be gratifying. I cannot say anything about that. I cannot <laughs> You're confirm or deny. All right. Well, I guess, you know, phase two, get the Ukrainian government to acknowledge the fellas. I go, actually, I can't say too much about that. Yeah. Right. But there might be something happening in the near future, a very new future about that. And we have a very special deal for the fellas and people who are not fellas. Right. We all have burned out Russian think think cans, right? What would you say if I told you that we're going to have a dog tag made out of a Russian T-72 wow. you can buy? A dog tag with an avatar on it? For just 100 bucks. No, no, out of the actual... Oh, just no, the dog tag, yeah. Right? Well, I've seen, I've seen you know, they're making like little emblems great. and keychains out of uh, the skin of hel- the Russian helicopters and downed fighter jets. So it, it, it doesn't surprise me they do the same with tanks. But those are 1500 and we got you a special deal wow. for just hundred. Affordable. It's a steal. You can get three of them for whole, your entire family, or maybe more. Well, you need. You, you also give them need... to friends. Go on. Sorry. And I see. Yeah. Now it's an actual tank. I've seen it. It's blown to bits, but we're gonna turn the bits into dog tags and distribute them to Ukrainian soldiers. So it's hundred percent. Yeah. And so this is now this is for the effort to buy Ukrainian army yeah. a fleet of drones, right? So we're gonna have this new drive for Saint Javelin where we're going to work in close partnership with UA24. And we're looking to secure as many drones as it is humanly possible. And we're going to have 2,000 dog tags. And there's going to be a special drive for the Lady of Mariupol a painting mm-hmm. that has been teased by St. Javelin before. And all the money, all the proceeds from that go straight to the campaign to secure more drones, right? Because as we know, those can deal a lot of damage, either with um improvised munitions or correcting artillery fire right yeah wow so you guys are actually like now raising funds or raising 
a kind of charitable effort to get advanced weapon systems to the Ukrainians. This has gone beyond just plates, right? Yeah, well, I got in touch with a guy who can get his hands on one of those drones with the revolving chamber mm-hmm. with eight, uh, eight separate bombs in it. And I'll try to get that organized as well, but that's not the part of the St. Javelin Drive, right? Right. Interesting. I would also like to make an appeal to DOD. You got a bunch of Davy Crockett's in your warehouses, right? They're just laying around. The Georgian Legion will take them. I mean, that's a joke, of Keep course, disposing for, of all the, for all the reasons. Right. And Camille, how did you get it like linked up with the Georgian Legion? Were you just following them and you, you started... I mean, like when it, when it all started, right? You know how you said the disinformation campaign on the Russian side was very strong, right? Yeah. So in the early days of the war, like 99% of stuff you'd see about Georgian Legion, but mercenaries this, mercenaries that, or safari hunters, right? Criminals. So I thought vast majority of people watching TV, right, going to catch on to this, right? That they're mercenaries, that they're there illegally, they don't work with the Ukrainian government, right? Mm-hmm. So I thought they're not going to get much help from other people, right? So if I can do something for them, I will. Got it. And you have, you've raised a lot of awareness you, for the Georgian Legion as a result of this. So it's, Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I think they had 4,000 followers when we started. They have 20, let me check, more than 20K, definitely. Wow. Well, I was going to say, you know, the, the real kind of uh, piece de resistance would be if Zelensky changed his Twitter avatar to a fella, that would be, because uh, you already had, you had write-ups in what, Vice and a couple other news outlets for the whole Ulyanov shutdown. So it's, I mean, the I'm fellas gonna be, are gone. I'm going to be honest. Yeah. 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 Continue. No, go on. What well, were you I'm going to be honest with you. I'm here to read the Vice article, right? I just don't have the time. I'm literally doing 10 different things while I'm talking with you right now. So... <laughs> so busy i am He's a busy man i might read it one day right maybe well, I, in a month maybe after were, the war but. you were quoted in it if i if i'm not mistaken so they, they got in touch with you clearly oh yeah. yeah oh yeah they did and i had to make sure that to tell them that we're not an organization right because I was gonna say, some people there's are no CIA. that we are there's no cia and there's no there's not even Correct. an official fellas twitter account so everything stays kind of amorphous there were like local coordination committees in syria you know no no single leadership thus that you cannot take one out and, and destroy the whole edifice, right? It's important. Not even not even that. It's just because if we were trying to coordinate this, if we were saying like, okay, fellas, here's our list of targets. Uh, one, we could get shut down, right? It would be like violation of any social media, uh, right? But it would just become unbelievably cringe. Uh, it, it would. There's just no way around it. And you see examples of that over and over again. So by being organic, by saying, no, there's no, no leadership, there's no organizing, no organizing what we're doing. Uh, it stays funny, uh, and it stays where people can get, get involved. You know, you can come and go as you please. You, know, you do your shit post, do your donations, do whatever. Yeah. Uh, but it's not a job, right? And you're not having somebody telling you like, okay, "Here's your here's your orders for what you can do on Twitter today." It'd be silly. Right. No, and the the authenticity of it is is everything, as we said. You know, like if it were co opted, if it were you know kind of made systematic in some way, it would seem cringe and just not be attractive anymore. All right, guys. Well, look, I, you know, I, I just I wanted to get the uh, the origin story of the fellas. Well, well, the last question I actually do have is why fella? Where did this come from? Was it just how you were referring to each other or like another random coinage? Well, no other name was considered. So <laughs> what does that mean? Meaning by you or by everyone? Well, make of that what you will. I like that. That's mysterious. I'm not going to elaborate. It sounds very mysterious and, and almost and provocative frankly but i'll i'll leave it there all right Matt. i mean i got a memo from this agency right and it just said fellow on it so i just stuck with it 
there you go. Did, did they greet you by saying something like, you know, it's cold in Moscow this time of year? Was there like a brush pass under a bridge when they had uh, it? It was, it, was just, it was just a paper note they put in through my kitty cat car, you're right. And it dropped in my kibble. And all I could make out of it was fella, so I stuck with it. There it is. Because we have because we have the running joke, right? That I'm kept by Burns inside, like in a basement somewhere in Langley, right? In a kitty cat car on a shelf. This would have worked better as a video episode, so you could show this. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. So Kamil is had logged on to Zoom, which is what we use to record this, as Opshibus Prime, which again, you know, just the, the fun never stops like, for the fellas. Well, um, this is actually a very good reference that Matt could probably explain. Uh, it's just some goofball. Uh, you know, it, it's again uh, one of the things is the most fun about this is that people project uh, all of the crazy things they believe onto us. So, you know, they do think we're, we're CIA. Uh, and, you know, you had this guy talking about, uh, you know, like, oh, these these damn Shiba accounts, what are they? They seem kind of shady and organized. And uh, he he did start calling, I don't, I don't actually remember which one of us, but he uh, said Shiba Prime, uh, which is one of the funniest <laughs> things I've, I've ever heard in my life. Uh, not intentionally funny, you know what I mean? Like he was being serious. And I, um, Again, like, I don't you know, know, like almost fell out of my chair arguing, laughing. Like, what is, what is wrong with you? Like <laughs> arguing with dogs on Twitter. I mean, you, it's, you mistake. It, it's like, it's like war games. The only way to win is not to play. You know? Yes. God, Shiba Prime. That's great. All right, guys. Well, look, um, I know it was difficult to organize this and you're both in different time zones and you're both busy uh, people. Camille, it sounds like he's been doing at least 25 different things while he's been on this show. So I, I will leave it there. And I mean, it's weird because I can't say, you know, you can follow Matt on Twitter. I am the Warwicks and Camille, you're what's your, your account again? Comma. What is it? Underscore Camellia. If you Google it, you'll find my account and Karma Chameleon by Culture Club. So they both apply. I'm not going to even ask why that's the case because probably the, the reason is just as inexplicable as everything else. Cool. Well, and yeah, I'm, I'm sure you will see fellas pop up if not on your timeline, then on mine in the near and distant future. So with that, I'm, I'm going to end it. Um, thanks a lot for coming on, guys, Matt and Camille. Pleasure. Uh, the, yeah, it's a pleasure. The creators or the major domos, I guess, of NAFO and the fellas. And this is Michael Weiss, and you've been listening to Foreign Office. We will see you next time. Thanks. Thanks.